Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is nine minutes now before five o'clock in conversation next with uh, Sudesh Reddy, who is a communication specialist at uh, UNICEF. So today, the United Nations is celebrating the 78th anniversary of its existence, a day dedicated to reflecting on its enduring mission to promote peace, cooperation and international understanding. So our guest joins us now to talk about what this day means. And uh, we and we will also look at the significance of the United Nations Charter and assess whether member states are fulfilling the obligations of this founding document. Sudesh Reddy now joining us on the line. Sudesh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making a time for us. So 78 years of the existence of the United Nations, what does this day mean? Thank you, Aldrin, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, United Nations Day is important because it reminds us of why the United Nations was created. Created out of the ashes of World War II to avoid a third world war, to bring parties together, to promote peace and development, and to highlight the need for peace. So it's a goal we continue to aspire to with developments in the last few weeks and months and years. We're reminded that it's a goal we still need to fully achieve. But it's a very important day because the United Nations remains the largest global organization of its kind, the only organization that that can convene 193 countries under one roof. So it's something to acknowledge. Something to acknowledge, but as Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations, has pointed out, even during his visit uh, during the BRICS summit that we held here at the country, in the country, is that it almost seems that uh, more and more people, as well as um, countries themselves, are giving up on multinationalism or multilateralism as well. Uh, I think the Secretary General talks about the challenges around it, but around multilateralism and for for the listeners, you know, the idea that we are one entity and that it's important to work collectively. Uh, There have been challenges for sure, but I think there's no alternative. And that's what we need to remind ourselves. Um, The United Nations convenes a very diverse group of countries together and Multilateralism is is uh, democratic in that it convenes this variety of countries, this diversity of countries together, and uh, we cannot forget that. As much as regional entities are important and national interests are critical, multilateralism reminds us that we're part of a very big community of global nations, the United Nations. So I don't think um, I would disagree with comments that it doesn't that that it's it's not necessary. It's vital. United Nations Day reminds us of its vitality, of its necessity, uh, but it is facing challenges without a doubt, as Antonio Guterres said. Yeah, but looking at the United Nations Charter, for instance, and 78 years of the existence of the United (coughs) Nations, yet we are still dealing with a Middle East crisis, resolution after resolution that has been taken um, at the United Nations and even from the Security Council, but this is where we're still at. Yet there is a global body that is supposed to actually foster peace. But some people also believe that, unfortunately, the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council um, have too much power. And sometimes, you look, if you look, for instance, at the work that UNICEF does, is um, on the continent, the continent that has the most number of conflicts, yet the continent doesn't have a permanent representative on the United Nations Security Council. Sure, Aldrin, that's a very valid point. Uh, The veto power and the permanent five are uh, characteristic of when the United Nations was formed in 1945. Many people have called for its reform, including the UN Secretary General and others themselves, that it is not uh, representative of the world we're in at the moment. So 
fully agreed on that. I would disagree that uh, the continent of Africa is facing more conflict than before. That's actually not true, despite what we've witnessed of late. For instance, this region, Southern Africa, is far more peaceful than it was 30 or 40 years ago. The so, number no, of uh, I, people I meant, living... I, I meant more, sorry? More, more conflicts compared to any other continent. Oh, I see. Sorry, I didn't uh, hear you. Certainly, there are many challenges on this continent, absolutely. And there have been you know, many intranation uh, conflicts within African countries. But if we look at where the hotspots are at the moment, they're outside of the African continent. When we look at the focus on Palestine, on Ukraine, on situation in Myanmar and other places. So Africa is certainly not the only place to face conflicts. The United Nations has done its best to try and alleviate these uh, difficulties. But we must understand the United Nations is only as strong as its member states. Uh, when you have 193 member states, you have 193 countries with national interests. So the UN doesn't exist in a vacuum. Mm. So our our reason for existence is because we're here to to make the world a better place. And we do that with the strength of the commitment of our member states. And that's not always uniform and it's not always uh, unison, as we've seen. But if we look at the successes, whether it's the eradication of smallpox or peace that came to the Balkans or uh, and there's there's many case studies over the last 78 years where the United Nations has played a critical role, if not to end a conflict, but certainly to mitigate it. Yeah. And when conflicts occur, it's the UN that is called on. And if the UN was irrelevant, nobody would be saying, where is the UN? We need the UN here to convene the powers together. Yeah. And uh, just in conclusion, also, some of uh, those strides that have been made is looking at the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs. There are 17 of those SDGs now. Um, there have been a few steps that have been taken back because of the impact of COVID-19 as well as the war in Ukraine and exacerbating um, inequality as well as uh, poverty and hunger. But there have been strides that have been made and there's actually a mechanism that's there to monitor the targets. Absolutely, Aldrin. You know, it is important, as you said, that there are targets, because when you have targets and goals, the member states have something to work towards. And these goals are not created in some sort of vacuum. They're created looking at what is attainable, achievable and possible if there is the support from all the member states. So while there have been some reversals, it's true, there have also been many gains. The number of people on this planet who are living in absolute poverty is far lower than it was 30 years ago. The number of girls going to school or infants who are vaccinated, all of those figures are far better than they were before. And that is in part due to efforts of the United Nations and institutions that are focusing on these priorities. So the Sustainable Development Goals are very important for us to work towards. In some cases, many countries have achieved them, others haven't, and some have a mixed record. But they're there, they are workable, they are measurable, they're monitored, and I think it's our collective vision to realize them by 2030. And what do you think should happen going forward um, as we celebrate the next anniversary of, um, of the United Nations to ensure that the sustainable development goals are achieved, but also on the other end, that you don't have more and more people losing confidence in um, multilateralism? It's an excellent question and a tough one. Uh, I do think uh, it's important to, for us to remember that the United Nations, and I'm quoting Doug Hammarskjöld here, who was the second secretary general, was not created to take mankind to heaven, but to save humanity from hell. So it's a, it's, it's a mixed uh, 
bag that we have and it's 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 a complicated goal that we all have collectively but i think convening power of the united nations mustn't be forgotten people often say the un is about just talking but you know when countries talk it usually means they're not fighting so better jaw jaw than war war as was once said and we must remind ourselves that there cannot be peace without development and there cannot be development proper development without peace so as we commemorate united nations day we must remind ourselves of this and that the united nations doesn't exist in a vacuum far away it's all of us all our countries south africa included are active members of the un and it can only be as strong as its member states that's what we have to keep reminding ourselves of and that it's it's really important that we continue to evolve United Nations of today is not the UN of 1945 it has evolved has it evolved as much as people wanted to probably not there is definitely space for ongoing reform and that's what we need to prioritize as well thank you so much for your time that is sudesh reddy who's a communication specialist at unicef it's